the God Lover Podcast, a community where we learn to live a healthy, happy, and fulfilling life whilst crushing our goals. Understanding and loving your body has never been easier. After understanding what causes binge eating in last week's episode, this week we're going to go through five easy and practical tips on how to get a hold of your appetite and curb binge eating for good. Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Bot Lover Podcast. I hope you're well and ready for this week's discussion. From last week, I hope that by today you've reflected on why you binge and what thoughts you've said that cause you to binge. I hope we understand now that binging is as a result of habits that we've built over time and our body's response to dieting as a means of survival. Today we'll dive right into how to tackle, get over and overcome binge eating. So, as we discussed last week, a binge is not a coping mechanism. We aren't fighting against emotions, we're fighting against urges. These urges stem from the habits we've set up. So, there are five components of dismissing these urges to binge. After going through these five steps, I'm sure we'll have a solid plan. With following these five steps, your goal will be to begin viewing these urges in a new way and to dismiss them. By this, I mean you stop giving the urge attention and simply stop believing what it says and actually stop doing what it tells you to do. Right? I can imagine right now you're like, if I could just stop, I would stop. It's really not that easy. I know. That's why we're going to go through these steps. But before we do, there's one thing you need to make sure you do, and that's eating enough. Trying to dismiss binge urges whilst restricting yourself of food is nearly impossible. When you're starving, you don't think straight, and your urges will most likely overcome your willpower and sense of control. The best way to succeed in this is by eating enough and knowing how to dismiss the binge urges. Right, now that we've got that out of the way, let's get started. The first step when dealing with addressing and curbing binge urges is to view urges to binge as neurological junk. The most important thing to remember whilst learning these five steps of dismissing the urges to binge is that the binge urges are not you. The voice that encourages binge eating sounds very much like your voice, but it's actually not. The urges arise automatically from a more primitive part of your brain, which we spoke about as the lower brain. So your urges are basically just faulty brain messages. You cannot make these urges go away. You only need to learn to experience them differently so you stop acting on them. Then they will go away on their own. In this step, you'll start to see that any thought, feeling or sensation that encourages you to binge is purely neurological junk. You may find yourself believing these faulty messages when you're in the midst of an urge, but when you're not experiencing an urge, you realize that these messages don't indicate your true wants or needs. So we're going to go through a couple of questions that will help you see this more deeply. When addressing the urge thoughts, name one thought or logical reason the voice of your urge tells you to get you to binge. As we spoke last week, probably it's a way for you to calm down, it's a way for you to feel better, or a way for you to distract yourself from anything you're going through. But when you're between binges and feeling rational, you're not experiencing any urges, do you truly believe that the above thoughts warrants your binge eating? And please explain. Do you truly believe that once you've had a binge episode, you're going to feel better? Do you believe that it's going to solve your problems, or it's going to make you feel less lonely, or you're going to be more clear-minded afterwards? 
Moving on from urge thoughts, we're going to go to urge feelings. Name a feeling that you have prior to binge eating. That could be anxiety, excitement, sadness, or fear. And why it makes you feel compelled to binge. Why do you feel like after feeling this, you have to binge? Then when you're between binges and feeling rational again, do you truly believe that the above feelings weren't binge eating? Do you really believe that you can binge because you're feeling scared or because you're feeling inadequate or because you're overthinking? Do you think it's a rational reason? It's a rational approach to addressing your emotions? We've covered thoughts, we've covered feelings, now we're going to physical symptoms. How does a binge urge make you feel physically? Name one or more symptoms that encourage you to binge. Are you shaking? Are you hungry? Do you have a headache? What could it be? And when you're between these binges, do you truly believe the physical symptoms warrant binge eating? By this, it would really help to think about whether a doctor would recommend binging as a remedy for these symptoms. So if you have a headache and you feel like eating too much would help you. Do you think that's what a doctor would tell you? (laughs) So if binge eating temporarily makes a physical symptom go away, this is probably not the care for that symptom. Binge eating only ensures that the symptom will keep coming back, guaranteed. Between binge urges, your rational self can see that the urges really aren't that valid. Knowing this makes you less compelled to take them seriously when they arise. So that's the first step. Understanding that when you're experiencing a binge urge, your brain, your emotions, and your body can convince you that binging is the way out. But when you're rationally sitting down and actually analyzing these things, you realize that binging really isn't the answer. And after accepting and understanding that when that urge comes around, you won't be quickly drawn by it. Right? So the second step, separate the higher brain from urges to binge. Okay, so now you know your urges are neurological junk from the lower brain as a result of dieting and or habit. Now you need to know and feel that your true self is completely separate from your urges and truly capable of dismissing them. This is what we're going to focus on the second step. So we start by answering these two questions. What are the goals you have for yourself that are inconsistent with your eating disorder? Do you want to be healthy? Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to have freedom from food? And do you feel like you freely choose for binge eating to be a part of your life? If you could push a button and make the urges go away, would you? And why? I think this is such an important question because a lot of times we're just like, oh, no, I don't want to binge. I don't want to binge. But then truly speaking, you're okay with it. Truly speaking, you don't see a problem with it. So you really need to look at yourself and address this and say, do I really want this to go away? And is this how is this affecting what I want for my life? I want to lose weight, but I keep on going back to binging. How is this affecting me? Once you've seen just how much damage it's doing, you'll be more compelled to stop when the urges come. Although part of you wants to hold on to your habit, you know that you want more for your life, so there's a greater part of you that wants to quit. What you may experience as mixed feelings about recovery are the result of the two brains that at work in binge eating, your lower brain and your higher brain. You've already learned that the part of you that produces the binge urges is the lower brain. Now we'll be focusing on the higher brain, which is part of you that is actually you. 
your higher brain, which can also be called your human brain, and more specifically, the prefrontal cortex, gives you the power to dismiss urges. The difference between the higher and lower brain is an important reason why traditional treatment approaches, which focus on the emotional and psychological stuff, often fail. Spending time analyzing what is wrong with you in therapy is ineffective when it comes to binge eating because the urges don't come from you. So write down some of your flaws and negative life experiences that you've previously blamed for your binge eating. Was it a breakup? Was it a divorce? Was it an exam fail? Anything that got you down and got you to pick up the nearest food. Everyone has flaws and problems. You had problems before you began binge eating and you will have problems even after you quit. Remind yourself daily not to connect the above problems to your binge eating. Once you separate from the urges, you gain the ability to dismiss them. This is because you, residing in your higher brain, can veto any urge from the primitive brain. And only you have control of your voluntary muscles. The higher brain gives you identity, reason, and most importantly for binge eating, recovery. That's your self-control functions. All the lower brain can do is encourage you to binge and send the signals of craving. But you always can decide what to do when you experience the urges. If you think about your life now, there are many times when you use self-control very effectively. There are also certain things you would never consider doing because of a strong moral conviction or simply because the actions would be absurd or even too dangerous. These actions are simply not an option in your mind. When the action is not an option for you, it's effortless to resist. The more you can move binge eating into the category of behaviors you'd never dream of performing, the easier it will be to feel separate from these urges. It's pretty simple, actually. I mean, would you just randomly stab someone in the streets? No, even if you have an urge to stab, you know it's not right, so you wouldn't even do it. Would you snort coke? Okay, some of you wouldn't snort coke, <laughs> given the chance. Even if you if you have an urge, or even if your brain goes, oh, let's try this out, you just be like, no, it's not worth it. It's the same should apply with binge eating. When it comes, realize and understand that it's not worth it and push it aside. When you think about binge eating as not an option, how do you feel? Right now, thinking this may cause some fear or resistance and that's okay because it's something new. It's something you're not used to. It's something that you actually have to start learning and adapting to. Now, you know you don't have to identify with your urges anymore. You're separate and capable of choosing another path. Then we move to step three. Stop reacting to the urges to binge. The goal of this step is to minimize and often eliminate the uncomfortable feelings that the urge creates because those feelings can be what leads you to give in to these urges. To begin step three, take a few minutes to think about feelings that your urges elicit in you and write down those feelings. Main feelings can be frustration, anxiety, depression or excitement. Often you may binge just to make these uncomfortable feelings go away. Without those feelings or by reframing how you think about those feelings, you'll be better able to let the urges come and go without giving them attention. The uncomfortable feelings you experience are often due to your reactions to the urges. So take a few minutes to think about how you typically react to your urges. 
besides giving in of course do you get angry that the urges are present and won't go away do you begin to feel sorry for yourself that you can't binge without all these consequences do you begin to create plans to binge and get excited do you try to analyze why you're having the urge and become frustrated that you can't find a reason or do you argue with the urges making yourself anxious some of your reactions are automatic and come without your conscious input but some reactions are of your own creation to stop reacting to urges it's helpful to use detachment detachment is when you this is the real you in your higher brain aren't involved in what you're experiencing even though the internal and external factors are there you're no longer personally invested detachment is when you simply let the urge be without fueling it with your mental and physical energy imagine what it would look and feel like to detach from your binge urges and experience them without reacting If you look at how you go about your day, you find that you naturally stay mentally and emotionally detached from certain things, people, places, situations that don't matter to you. Otherwise, the world would be too overwhelming and distracting. It's possible to do this with binge urges as well because the urges truly don't matter to you. They're just neurons firing in lower brain and there's no reason to become emotional about them. Write down a thought that typically encourages you to binge. For example, No one is home tonight. This is your only chance. Or the typical just one last time, then you can start over tomorrow. Now close your eyes and think the thought that you wrote. Don't offer any counter argument to the thoughts. Don't engage in any mental dialogue with it. If any other thoughts come up, that's okay. Just simply observe them. Notice that when you don't react, no strong or uncomfortable feelings surface. The more you repeat this exercise, the more you will re- realize that just because you hear something in your head or feel a physical sensation in your body, it doesn't mean you have to let it affect you. Step 4, stop acting on urges to binge. This step is the cure for binge eating. You have a binge eating habit because you've acted on urges many times. The only way to reverse the habit is to stop acting on those urges. In this way re- recovery is pretty much simplified. When you stop binge eating, the neural connections that supported the destructive behavior will fade and the urges will go away. Each time you don't act on an urge, you're actually utilizing neuroplasticity to rewire your brain. To avoid acting on the urges, there's nothing you have to do actually. When the urges arise, your only goal is to remain detached and not act on them. But you can do anything you'd like during the urge. The brain learns better from success than failure. So you're going to keep track of your successes only. Whenever you avoid acting on an urge, write about how it felt, what you did or didn't do, and what you learned. There are times that you do act on urges. Don't dwell on that. Come back to the page and read about how you succeeded in the past so you can move forward with renewed focus on what works. When you change your perspective surrounding the experience of the urges, dismissing them may be easy for you. You may have instant success that snowballs quickly into complete recovery. Alternately, it may prove to be uncomfortable at first and take some time before you can consistently not act on urges. If you're finding dismissing urges to be difficult, the next set of questions will help you view the discomfort in a new way. What discomfort do you have during a binge urge when you're not acting on it? and write about the discomfort you have after binge take some time to think about these two questions and ask yourself 
which discomfort would you rather have? The temporary discomfort you have while not acting on an urge or the post-binge discomfort? Consider which lasts longer and which is more painful. It's important to recognize that you do have a choice, but for the vast majority of people, the binge eating causes much more discomfort than any unmet cravings. Remember that discomfort is a part of the most beneficial changes in life. It only signals that you're growing into the person you want to be. Also, the discomfort you feel when acting on an urge isn't actually your discomfort. It's the lower brains. When you feel uncomfortable not acting on an urge, remind yourself of this. The lower brain prefers comfort. That's its normal survival mechanism. But its comfort, binge eating, causes you much more discomfort and pain that you're unwilling to live with anymore. You're actually much more comfortable dismissing urges. The last and final step, get excited about resisting binge urges and recovery in itself. Step five is a bonus, of course, and for most people, it's a very natural product of step one to four. When you don't act on binge urges, you're excited. This excitement isn't just about feeling good. It actually has a useful neurological function. It speeds along brain changes that erase your binge eating habits. Praise, that's including praise from within and excitement for learning something new, cements that learning on a physical level in the brain. In other words, celebrating a new discovery or skill increases the likelihood that it will be remembered and repeated. So congratulating yourself serves to strengthen connections in the prefrontal parts of your brain and weakens the pathways in the lower brain that support your habit. So how can you turn your attention towards your higher brain success in dismissing urges? That can be by verbally congratulating yourself, rewarding yourself in non-food ways, and announcing it to a friend or family member that you trust. As you have more and more successes dismissing your binge urges, you'll notice other things in your life that are that are worth celebrating as well. Without binge eating, you have the wonderful opportunity to do other things. Although other things won't magically take your urges away, focusing attention elsewhere can help the faulty brain pathways change faster. Of course, your life won't be perfect and you have problems just like everyone else in the world. But turning your mental energy away from binge eating, as well as being excited about the positive effects of being binge free, will definitely help weaken the habit. So what is already in your life that you can focus attention on, especially those things that you can get excited about? What positive things other than food add to your life? And what are the positive results of not binge eating? Every time you add something to this list, get excited about it. It will definitely motivate you more. So that's it, guys. Not that difficult anymore now, is it? I hope this has helped you see your binge urges in a new way and allowed you to feel your own power to overcome them. Now we get into the reflection segment. Please take the time to answer the questions in this episode and the ones in the last one if you're unable to. Tap into your higher brain and practice these five steps. It's as easy as not giving in to the urges. You can do this and I definitely believe that we can all reach a level of food freedom where we're not held captive by food. Okay, so that's it guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've reached the end of the two-part series regarding binge eating and we've also reached a semi-break in our podcasting. 
over the next couple of weeks i will be sharing on my social media platforms repeats of my my old episodes and i do hope that if there has been episodes that you've missed you can go back and listen to them and we get a pure understanding on how we can live a healthy happy life where we don't have to worry every two seconds about what we eat what we look like and just learn to genuinely love ourselves and genuinely get rid of the toxic unhealthy habits that we've picked up along the way i really do hope that this has helped you as much as it has helped me and thank you so much for the support that you've shown me throughout i'm looking forward to getting back on this and talking to you guys about other things that i've learned during the break but for now have a great week and please do take care of yourselves thank you so much for tuning into the bot lover podcast I really do hope you enjoyed and I'm looking forward to having you again next week. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, please subscribe and share to anyone you feel may benefit. You can also follow my Instagram page at FitBotLover for fun and easy home workouts, home recipes and to be a part of the community. Have a great week. See you next time.